two moms came to make sure that what I said was okay. <laughs> but six, 60 dads. And I knew why the dads had come. They had not come because we'd come up with a uniquely perfect title. They hadn't come because they thought that I was going to say something that would really be edifying. They had come because of the powerful, persuasive influence of the women in their lives. Right? I knew that that evening there was the conversation that began, honey, this is really good talk you should go to. So here were all these men who had not come in a spirit of education toward freedom, um, but who were there out of the, the love that they had for their wives and families. And so we got to laugh together. And the thing that was best, the best part of it for me was imagining what it's like for these dads. You know, the dads and the moms, I find, I find dads today uniquely dedicated to the task of parenting. I find the same with the moms. I'm just so impressed with what parents, like you all, give with your intention to be good parents to your children. So the dads are there at the first interview. They'll read the material that the school gives as long as it's not more than five pages. They will ask good questions and they're committed to the parenting. But over time, I'd see less and less of the dads and more and more of the moms. I always think that it's because Waldorf education costs so much that dads are working overtime <laughs> to pay for the tuition and so I don't see them. But what happens is that the moms in their embrace of the school begin to transform their home life. And so dads come home and they start to notice changes in the home. For instance, there starts to appear uh, just numerous baskets <laughs> filled with natural materials. Things that you didn't think come in the house, little stones, acorns, slices of wood. And we just sit there and we marvel. And then we notice that our children, maybe not out in California, but on the East Coast, our children start to wear more clothes indoors than we thought was possible. And everything's imported. And then when we, and when we see the price tag, we can't believe that you can pay, pay that much for leggings or an undershirt. And then our medicines start to change. We start, we start to get little vials of things with a name wraps around twice, you know, Belladonna, Calendula, Combadorin. And the dads aren't part of the change. We don't own it the same way the moms do. And so we chuckled. And, and we really understood that our situation as Waldorf dads was different. This was the beginning of my parenting work because at the end of a talk, one of the dads came up and said, can we continue to meet like this? And so we had a group of fathers, 25 dads, and we would meet every other week. And we created this wonderful uh, network of support. The key for me was the night I came out of my classroom and there were the dads standing in the parking lot 15 minutes after we'd finished talking with each other just the way I always saw the moms do. And it made me realize that men needed a community of parenting support. And from these dads, I learned a tremendous amount. The thing that surprised me most of all was that I learned that the very things that I was trained to do as a Waldorf teacher were the key elements to good parenting. I don't know why it took me by surprise, but I just didn't understand that this was what was going to happen. And so I was excited by what I learned from the dads and then began to work with mothers as well in, on these topics of 
child raising, and the wonderful, delightful challenges of being a parent, which I think is the hardest job in our country. And out of that work, I started to see that we have common challenges as parents, and we have similar situations. Our paths are not so different. And then what I thought, as I, I heard about our common challenges, that what we need as parents is a roadmap. 